0: Incoming transmission, good morning, good morning. This is Tanuki Ranch, and just like you, I'm trying to unpack the enigma that is Altered State Machine. The goal of this recording is to help the community get caught up with everything ASM related. Just think of it as a quick, unofficial recap that you can listen to while making your coffee. Some answers I'll read nearly verbatim so that I don't mix up technical concepts. Other questions, I'll just provide a brief summary. As always, I'm going to skip the things that fall into the FAQ category or the things that were time-sensitive and no longer relevant. These recordings are entirely for the community, so hit me up on Twitter or in the Discord and let me know what you'd like to hear next. You can also head to the Anchor.fm site and leave me a voice recording. Today, we're going to unpack the seventh AMA from the Altered State Machine team, which took place on November 13th, 2021. As always, I would strongly encourage you to check out the AMAs in their entirety and head to the Discord server for the source material. That link can be found in the show notes. As a reminder, I'm simply relaying questions and answers from a previous recording. This is in no way meant to be financial advice. Do your own research and don't make choices just because my summary or interpretation was inaccurate. Are you ready? Suspend disbelief with me and try to keep up. Here we go. This week's AMA was exciting because it feels like we're moving from the future speculation phase into the preparing for what comes next phase. The team didn't disappoint with the topics and alpha that they covered. To kick things off, we learned the great unboxing, um, where we can open our Genesis boxes will be on December 1st. People will be able to start to configure their AFA All-Stars based on the contents of their boxes. Um, The team is looking forward to seeing what people come up with and how um, how creative they are and what sort of aesthetics they'll want to have for their teams. There will also be some rare items thrown into the mix if you're lucky. The team reminded everyone that this event will be interactive and more than just rolling the dice on random characters, and they expect to see a deeper connection with them um, because we have a hand in customizing the characters, as well as watching the progression of the brains evolve through training. The team asked the community for help in deciding what they should call non-smart NFT PFPs that aren't ASMs. You guys have any ideas? The team then talked about how the characters will appear on OpenSea, and they won't just be video files. There will be fully interactive 3D models, which is really cool because we can start to see some of that emergent stuff that you get from the NFT space touch where um, people are taking their artwork and using it for other purposes, like the fluff competition where people were animating the fluffs and all that stuff um, was really cool to see. They said releasing the files to do that. Um, think it's going to be come the new standard for NFTs. If they hit their stretch goal, it's going to be about three first times in one day for an unboxing. Pretty epic stuff. They mentioned getting closer to having a date for the token release as well. The priority has been to get the unboxing done and in parallel um, work on the token release. The, they acknowledge the importance of getting um, those two things right and to get them secure and get the distribution curves right. Um, They're consulting business partners at 4RC and Delphi on those things. They're working on getting the contracts peer audited as well, so once they've been finalized, um, they're making progress on all funds but need to shore up a few items before they have a hard date. Next, they talked about the leak that we saw of the brain imagery and mentioned that Uh, It's important that you can look at your brain, your individual unit of one brain, and it actually be unique Um, and be able to over time see what the personalities are based on just looking at it in order to categorize them and group the abilities based on how they look. The team has um, built the system with AI involved, of course, in order to create that unique one of ones that are representative of how the brains will actually function. We got right into it with the first question, and they asked about thingies and the AI used uh, using an algorithm to generate its own artwork for existing works. They asked about appropriation considerations when the artwork is created and the cultural considerations behind that. The team clarified that they haven't released the full mechanics on how thingies generate art, so that's probably a bit of speculation. But the way the thingies fur was generated was using the inspiration of existing artwork, and this notion of appropriation is a tricky one. And you want to be cognizant of all the implications of doing anything in that domain. They said that you have to also be aware of the fact that everything in life and art is inspired by something. And so there's no single artist out there that hasn't looked at other people's work, whether that's Scratchings on a Wall or a Rembrandt or whatever, and had that influence um, the way that their mind has developed and therefore the art that's, that's been created around them or by them. And so if it was using that kind of process, you know, it's no different to a person observing the world and then finding inspiration in the world around him. And that's a good way to look at how you can approach making sure that the way it's done is reflective of humanity. Um, We're all inspired by the things around us. We all have the minute um, that those photons hit our eyeballs when we've seen a piece of art, Um, that is now a part of our brain. And it's going to affect the way that we think and see the world and therefore the way we create art it's most important, uh, the most important thing is to be respectful about the way you do things because if we don't have appropriation, let's call it the negative word, then we don't have uh, culture evolving because everything in the world is an evolution of something else and a derivative of something else. And so if we don't have the ability to take inspiration which is a better word than appropriation, from the past and from other cultures and from other people's works, then we're not moving forward as humanity. We get stuck in a rut and worse. We don't integrate cultural ideas in the way humanity evolves and better human experience is one where we do take the best of everyone's cultures and thinking and style and viewpoints and then create something better for humanity out of that. So the line, in terms of inspiration and appropriation, comes very squarely down on respect. Uh, Make sure that the way that you're approaching this is respectful, because without it, we don't move as a culture. And it'd be a pretty bland vanilla planet that we live on if we couldn't take inspiration from each other as we move forward in humanity. It's a sensitive topic, and the reasons that it's sensitive is because people have been planted in the past. So you don't want to take that forward and to any work that you're doing, uh, but at the same time, how can you make something truly beautiful without including all of humanity in the thought process? The next two questions came from one of our community favorites asking first about the best way to assemble teams and mix and match assets from multiple boxes. They said, the assembling of teams are done at the execution level and the game. So it'll look at your wallet, see what the teams you have available, and then you can make up your team with the execution within the execution environment, which will cost no gas. You can then, externally to that, bundle up a team as an NFT and sell that, but the teams can be mixed and matched to play with. The accessories will get attached and locked to a specific character at the unboxing within the same box, but the brain traits can be mixed and matched to different characters in different boxes depending on what you'd like their role in the team to be. The exception to the characters being locked locked in after mint is the morph trait which they'll educate us on later. The second question asked, what's inside the glitch box? It's been the talk of the town. They just said that something the team is working to make sure that they have a special experience for, but definitely not leaking anything about it yet, no matter what kind of clout you have. The next question was um, just expressing further excitement around thingies being minted. And the caller asked about Party Bear. The team had nothing more to say, but uh, just watch the space, please. The next caller asked about education resources or skills that they recommend the community members dive into in order to prep. They reminded everyone that for AFA, the training side will be as easy as clicking a button, which will make the on-ramp to machine learning really easy. There will be some little things that we can tweak and have influence over to explore mechanism discovery related to AI. If you're wanting to go down that route of developing on the platform, then definitely look into things like machine learning and reinforcement learning, and platforms like Unity Uh, offer a whole bunch of really fun resources that you can play around with in the machine learning space. It'll be the first platform that they're integrating into ASM. They added that if you're a community member and you have ideas and you want to start putting things forward for the protocol, then once they get the tech specs and stuff out, um, they want to encourage the community to participate there. And if you're a developer and you like to try to do something, then definitely hit them up um, because they want to support you guys on that journey and create as many awesome and different experiences for ASM brains as possible. The next caller asked with gas fees continuing to get more ridiculous, what are they considering with AFA and how will that work with the ASTO token? The team will definitely be making sure that they play, that the play-to-earn mechanics exist on a layer two because of the nature of those transactions it means that you can't be playing uh, paying 100 bucks in gas to have a match. They reminded, as a protocol, it's already designed to be chain agnostic, so they don't need to do a whole bunch more research or engineering there, but the actual layer two that they'll release if on isn't something they've disclosed quite yet. Once they get closer to the game launch, they'll start to provide more details on that so that everyone can get ready to play. They're aware that gas is an issue, and they're not going to make the mistake of having people be subject to paying those massive gas fees for those very transactional activities. The next member asked if we're getting close to details on the liquidity mining event, or is that still a ways out? The date for the token liquidity mining hasn't been released yet, but the team are making really great progress to get that live. As soon as they have some clarity around things like audit dates, they'll be able to get the community an update, but the aim is still to have it live before Christmas. The next question asked, can these Genesis brains be wiped clean? For example, if they uh, assigned a brain to a character and they learn the game, but they want to do something else with them. Uh, The team said that, Uh, Even better than wiping the brain clean, that your brain can contain multiple skills. So you can be great at AFA, and you can be awesome at another game, and you can be awesome at a chat bot, and you can be awesome at whatever else. The next caller is somebody who has a farm of GPUs and would be interested if they could lease them out to train the ML models, but noted that it's not really an easy thing to coordinate, Um, so they were asking how the team plans on coordinating that. Uh, The team says that that's an area of research for phase 2, which is how do you decentralize intelligence mining? As with everything for ASM, they want to make sure that it's decentralized so that it's not just some meme about how AI connects to the blockchain. They said that's a fundamental problem to solve and the good news is that the team has made massive progress. They've got an architecture and proof of concept that proves that the arch- that proves the architecture out that will allow the team to offer the opportunity for people like this caller to set up gyms to train ASM in specific tasks and decentralize that part of the protocol process. The team concluded that if there are people out there with spare GPU, that they should get in touch with them. As soon as they get the code out for people to have a look at, um, they'd like to have a discussion about how to operationalize that. The next caller was wondering what kinds of games are the brains best suited for? Is there a certain ceiling where the brains couldn't advance? They said that they haven't seen the ceiling for what AI is going to be capable of in the future yet. Um, They feel that we've just started to scratch the surface on what uh, influence AI is gonna have on our lives and the way that we enjoy entertainment going forward. As a protocol, they're quite agnostic to the type of AI that you can use and be interoperable with the protocol. So they're not limited by just a single decentralized AI server or something like that. So the limit is really the limit on what AI can do in general. As the protocol evolves and the DAO evolves along with the protocol, um, we'll see stuff where uh, we can't even imagine what uh, we can't even imagine what it would look like uh, in the future. The team loves the gamified AI space and ex- excited for the future of the technology. Anything that you can imagine a task to train AI for as something that could apply to the protocol and the protocol is being designed to be agnostic to different models. So there'll be different kinds of ML models. The AFA personality matrix is one kind. They're already working on another couple of kinds to interact with the different environments, but the types of games they could interact with is as broad as you can imagine because they can replicate human actions. So anything that's feasible, that feasibly a human could play, an AFA AI agent could play. We already see that some of the most complex games in the world are dominated by AI. They said the bigger question is which games blend human enjoyment and AI integration into the game environments because there's no point in creating a game that AIs are really good at but humans don't want to interact with. The next caller had a two-part question. First was asking about the staking metrics and brain farming mechanics, and the second question is revisiting what makes the Genesis brain special. One of the big aspects of the Genesis Brains is an appreciation for those in the community that came early, which at the moment includes every single person here. One of those rewards is early access to game mechanics and early access to protocol mechanics, so we'll be able to get in there early and contribute to the DAO to tweak how the big mechanics play out. Last, they pointed to the things that um, we'll be learning about very soon, such as breeding and cloning of Genesis Brains the second question addressed asto token mechanics and a quick reminder is um, deposit some kind of collateral into the farming contract stake and yield asto tokens then deposit those asto tokens to a brain farm and yield asm brains the next question asked if we farm a brain how do we sell it is there an open marketplace for them team said for phase one we'll Uh, which will be the virgin brains, you'll see the attributes that they'll have and what that genome looks like. So that will simply be something like OpenSea or an equivalent marketplace. The second stage where an internal marketplace might make sense is within the context of a specific skill or environment Um, because that will have other metadata associated with those brains like performance at a particular kind of task, how many goals they scored, or whatever it happens to be so phase one will be the public marketplaces and they're hoping that we can list them on universe xyz as one of the first marketplace projects and then the second phase will be on skill specific environments and they may want to set up marketplaces for those skills the next caller was hoping to use their brains in their sandbox land on their npcs and was curious if the team considered that and if so Uh, how soon we'd be able to start using them on a sandbox and PC. In terms of the actual characters themselves, as long as your characters are portable to environments, you can start to use your characters with an ASM brain, so long as someone makes the task for those characters. Um, For the ASM team, they've got some plans around how to integrate all the collections into AFA game mechanics. In terms of integrating into specific environments, like sandbox's environment, that's a decision that they have to make, not the ASM team. Um, They can't give a timeline for that, but it's something that they're definitely interested in and having conversations around how they can work into different metaverse worlds. Um, Because they have to provide the interface for people to upload their ASM into those environments, there's a secondary way to do it, which is plugging into the heuristics of those environments through a side SDK, which is something that they have the capability to do, but would rather do the native integrations. The example the caller envisioned was a cyber kong playing catch in the sandbox land and the team said that that's exactly what they want the protocol to be the caller thought it would be cool to have a way to create a script where players could build their own story and the team said that chats are an area that they want to take their time on because people's expectations of what are possible there are so high Um, the type of experience that people expect from a chatbot is um, a very high level and so they want to make sure that when they release the functionality like that um, that it meets those expectations and that it's something that they actually uh, that's actually fun and useful so that's got to be something the team is going to spend more time on to make sure that they do properly because otherwise it would just come off as not very useful the technology is not quite there yet um, really it's the industry as a whole that needs to push a little bit um, more in that direction the next caller was wondering if there were potentially more than ten thousand. Genesis Brains, such as the brains that come with the thingies. The team clarified that there will only ever be 10,000 Genesis Brains, and they reiterated that the Genesis Brains were for the community and everybody who's on this AMA and interacting with the team every day and giving feedback and supporting the project. They're super passionate about long-term supporting the community back, and the Genesis Brains are the agent in which they will deliver that. The follow-up question asked about thingies harvesting mycelium and whether there would be a relationship between thingies and ASTO. They said that's unrevealed. Um, They've obviously got big plans for that and they'll begin to share those with us soon. The mechanics around how brains and thingies work is going to be really cool but it's going to be a new kind of interaction with the ASM protocol. The next question asked what the data will be um, used for training. They said the data for training will be dependent on the task. ASM is agnostic to machine learning models, so it depends on the task. And some tasks don't require data inputs to train on. So if you look at AFA, for example, it's an experiential learning process. So it learns by playing the game and therefore there's no external data needed except for the game environment and the constraints in the game environment. The model for AFA will be reinforcement learning using an open neural network exchange. The next caller pointed to working on integrating with both Thingies and Fluffs, and asked if there are any plans for a third character beyond Thingies and Fluffs. They said, We want to integrate with as many projects as possible within the Fluff world. They're not just stopping at Thingies. Uh, That world is growing, and it's going to continue to grow, and the plans they have on the table are awesome. You can expect that ASM will be alongside a lot of those plans. As for the wider NFT space, um, the team is in discussion with a whole lot of projects, but it's important to note that Fluffs are ahead of the game and in a lot of respects and started a new revolution in the NFT space around the quality of the multimedia experience behind NFTs. So a lot of other projects are just starting now um, or playing catch up to get where the Fluffs are already. You'll probably see those integrations with those projects come out later on when they reach the bar that Fluffs have set. Everything they do in Fluff World was planned from the start, and the research around doing the whole non-fungible labs venture was um, asking, what does the metaverse look like in the future? What's the thing that people have in their minds and their imagination for this metaverse? And then take the steps back from there to figure out what's necessary to create content that's suitable to exist in those environments. And a big part of that process is how do you bring richness to the metaverse experiences through intelligence? And so when they design the architecture for fluff and fluff worlds, and all the characters that come through the fluff world, it's always thinking about how can we make these things useful in a metaverse space. And a part of that is giving them the intelligence capability. So it's like every character the team comes out with, they'll have a link back to intelligence because they think that um, it's a fundamental ingredient of making rich metaverse experiences. As for the characters themselves, you don't, just need a third uh, 3D rendered piece of artwork for these things to work within the metaverse spaces. There's a whole bunch of stuff underneath that needs to be built when you build the project. Or if you haven't done that, when you build the project you've got to check out everything that you've done beforehand and start from scratch again and make things metaverse enabled. So a few of the projects that they're talking to are going through that exercise and some of them are starting from scratch with that ethos. The next member asked why did the project attempt to get a patent versus open source? The team said that that's a really important thing to address. If they don't get a patent for an open source project, then someone can come along and make a slight change to the source code, um, get a patent themselves for it and lock out the community from being able to innovate further, which is super dangerous. So there's two reasons that you get a patent. And one of the reasons is called freedom to operate. If you're thinking about this process, Um, patents can be useful in certain circumstances and they're not useful in others. And actually it's overused in terms of people applying for patents for things when actually their strategy would be better um, to keep trade secrets or those kinds of things if they were trying to protect their IP. But the whole patent system is designed to provide disclosure to the community of methods and encourage innovation and voting on top of ideas. That's why patents exist in people's minds. They actually see the reverse of that. Uh, They see that as a way to construct human and community engagement, but actually the patenting process is explicitly designed to allow disclosure in a way that allows the people who come up with those inventions to have some limited advantage to ensure that they have incentive to disclose that innovation, so people build on top of it. So the purpose is disclosure, and then when you do that, One of the reasons that you do it is for this thing called freedom to operate, which is the ability for you to allow people to use that innovation and not have some troll come on top of that and stop the community from doing those things. So the team's purpose is applying for these patents is to give the freedom to operate, to use um, the ACM protocol and make sure that everyone who uses this community tool on this community protocol has the ability to do that without worrying that some troll is going to come on top of them and Not to worry that what they're putting into this uh, DAO and this community into this open source project isn't usurped by somebody else either. And they know that the investment and time and effort and capital that they're making them um, and making ASM successful can be contained to the ASM protocol and for the benefit of all the protocol owners. The next question came from one of our favorite mods who said we know about switching brains and putting them into different things but is there a locking mechanic where the brain can be put into an nft permanently the team quickly responded saying let's not leak anything on that front quite yet the follow-on question revisited the concept of renting brains one of these things about making sure that your projects are diverse is considering how they operate in an economic context because Of the cool things about the metaverse is this blend of social and gaming and finance and if you miss the last part it's a big opportunity lost so when these assets exist you want them to be able to interact with the protocols that allow for financial mechanics to be applied to those assets in the middle of this and one of the things they think will be really interesting for brains is renting or leasing them out You can imagine someone wants to go into an all-star match with a specific character for that specific match, but they might not be able to afford um, to buy the whole thing, but they want to power up for that match. They could rent it off someone else. Likewise, a brain for a specific task could be leased out to somebody for a period of time. And that's why they're quite tight with the EnterDAO community, because they're building all the protocol mechanics that we can integrate with for AFA content. So with the brains, they're building that protocol layer, and the team is working alongside EnterDAO to make sure that our assets can integrate with the protocols, that they're actually doing some real great work. The community member painted a scenario where they rented a brain to a fluff owner to add value to their brain. The team concluded by calling out the amazing work that the mods have done um, to positively impact the community. So shout out again for all of their hard work. We salute you. Okay, that's a wrap for AMA 7. Things are starting to heat up for sure. Uh, I've got some things cooking to keep us on the edge of our seats in between AMAs, and I'm going to have those things out very soon, so stay tuned. Until then, have a great week, and I'm psyched for the next leg of our journey together.